This Bible study is part of my journey with your faith in action. It's a godly and faith-filled experience. We are diving into the Word to promote your faith-filled life as you grow spiritually, grow in your life, grow with your family, relationships, and your business. We're doing it all God's way. You can join us live on Tuesdays at 8, 11 p.m. To sign up for more information and ways to join on Tuesdays, text Faith in Action to 31996. That's Faith in Action, one word, to 31996. Thank you for joining and being part of this journey. You can find out more at www.anikaporter.com. Father God, we just thank you for allowing us to come together and pray, O oh God, and praise you. Father, we ask that as we continue to move forward in this Bible study, you are here, you are in the midst, O oh God, and all things will come together for the good of those who serve the Lord. Father, we just thank you for being in our lives, O oh God, just healing, blessing us each day. Father, we ask that all the prayer requests that are known and unknown be heard by you, O oh God. Lord, we ask for favor and blessings each day to come. In Jesus' name we pray. This Bible study is named Piece of the Puzzle. And in this piece of the puzzle, we'll be covering your perspective. Currently, our life is like a jigsaw puzzle. We're trying to find the missing pieces. The price of all hit so low that some of us wondered, what now? Others were noticing how they were feeling and being blessed in the midst of this mess. Our reality right now is that we are confined to places and spaces that are otherwise happy when we have the choice to be in it. It's all about how we look at it. Your attitude towards what's happening in your life can rally change and really, really change the missing pieces of your puzzle. So this Bible study is about perspective. If you are believing that changing your clothes or redecorating your house will fix that missing or broken piece, then you've come to the right place for this message. If you're feeling anxious and worried about tomorrow, then you too have entered into something ordained for you. If you're feeling like you need just a little bit more because you don't have it all together, then welcome to this Bible study. Finally, if you're in a good place, your faith is strong, you worry about nothing, your perspective is clear, and all things are working together for his good, then I'm glad that you're here and help us pray up the rest of these people. Because this piece of the puzzle and this perspective that we're covering is what we need to guide us through our lives. So if you could join me and turn to Matthew chapter 6 verses 25 through 34. You know, and I, what I want you to think about while we're getting to that is what is your perspective at the moment? How are you looking at your life right now? What's your outlook? Be honest with yourself. Talk to yourself at this moment. Perspective is defined as a particular attitude toward or a way of regarding something. It's a point of view. 
the way we think about our lives or our situation really, really matters. And so as we go into Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 34, this will help us redefine our perspective. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about life, what you will eat, what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and body, more than clothing? Look at the birds in the air, for they neither sow nor reap, nor gather into bands, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit of his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which is today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? O ye of little faith. Therefore, do not worry saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For after these things, the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Man, that's a word. See, this scripture is known as the cure for anxiety. If we put it into perspective, our anxiety should lessen. This passage examines how worrying can corrupt our faith. Here, Jesus is speaking of life of two kinds. The kingdom or worry, which we call anxiety. And he's concerned about who we will serve. Will it be the kingdom life? or a life of worry. And so my first point is, are you heaven bound or are you just around? See, Jesus encourages us to have a heavenly perspective, not an earthly one. Does it really matter that you can't leave home or you shouldn't leave home or you have to space out? Have you changed your prayer life and your faith walk? It's obvious in today's time that being around isn't doing anything to change our circumstances. So let me help you with this. Do any of us have anxiety about going to heaven? My perspective is that it's very few because we're worrying about earthly things. And as we grow in our faith, things are changing and we're thinking differently. We think that we are creating our peace by listing things we want to have or accomplish or ways we want to live or operate or possessions. But these are all all earthly and the fullness thereof of what we know is in heaven. So when we allow earthly things to take over our minds and our hearts, we lose sight of our purpose in the kingdom. We become an individual who is just around. We are just around hanging out on earth without making room for what heaven has for us. We have to start seeking his kingdom and his righteousness. My second point is, are you headed towards the kingdom? 
Verse 26 is an illustration of the care of our father from Jesus. He says, look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not more of value than they? Jesus is saying that the birds are under the father's care. Not one of them fall to the ground without the father knowing about it. Now that's a hallelujah shout for you. Then he proceeds to the flowers in verses 28 through 9. 28 and 29. See how the lilies of the field grow? Do they not labor or spin? Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. The theologians are saying that God filled the field with flowers, but as the seasons change, so, so do the fields. The flowers die, but that doesn't stop his creations. And no matter how nice King Solomon looked in all his clothes, in all his fine pieces, it means nothing because God provided all that he created. So when you're thinking about being headed to the kingdom, don't think about the earthly goods and the earthly possessions because God has created everything in his image and for our good. And my fi final point is, do you believe? Part of what makes us Christians and distinct from the world is the very fact that we know that we can rely on our father in heaven to care for us. We are, we aren't driven by the needs to satisfy our flesh because we understand that all things work together for the good of those who lo love the Lord. See, that's the word, right? We understand that he will take care of us. God knows our needs before we even ask, but do you believe that? We can't serve God and worry. We can't say we trust him and doubt. We can't say that God will supply everything and then worry about falling or falling short or living in a failing nation. Now, I'm not saying to remove yourself from it, but what I'm saying is trust him. I'm not asking you to believe in Catholic, Methodist, non-denominational, because all of those are religions. I'm asking you to believe in God, the father. Do we believe in a risen son? Do we believe that our faith is sufficient? When times get tough, it's natural to kind of waver. But your belief and trust in God reels you back in. So how can you change your perspective? A major piece of our puzzle is our perspective. You have to change your focus. You need to begin a life of God interaction. You need to interact with God first by praying about your anxieties, self-will, unbelief, inability to love God or your fellow man, your distrust and your doubt, your past and whatever else you bring into your relationship with him and ask him to change your heart. The hard part is sitting in silence. I'm telling you, that's the hardest part, sitting in silence. We must sit in silence and we must listen in a quiet place and think about our thoughts. Think about the things that are coming to our mind and what scriptures God bring to your mind. And that's hard because remember, our minds are in a battle sometimes and we allow it to wander, but you are in control of your thoughts. You are in control of your perspective. For some of us, God needs to break the chains on certain issues, ailments, and spirits that bring us down. God needs to put the spark of faith into us so that we believe that Jesus is the son of God who died for our sins and rose again. What I'm expressing is that we have to work differently. We can't have an ordinary worship. 
We have to have a made up mind. We have to have our life in perspective that we will serve God and not the world. We have to ask the Lord to help free us from unnecessary worry and allow us to put our trust in him. That's perspective. I too battle with worry, but once I keep putting my faith in him and going back to him, peace is here. And so as you put things in perspective, let me give you a few affirmations in the word of God that'll help you define this piece of the puzzle. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. That's good news. Trust will keep you. Mark 9 and 23 says, Jesus said unto him, If you can believe, all things are possible for ones who believe. That's good news. Great things can happen. Ephesians twenty, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, For grace you have been saved through faith. And it is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of work so that one may boast. That's good news. Faith will save you. John 6, 35 says, Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. That's good news. You will always be satisfied. Mark 10, 52 says, go, Jesus said, your faith has healed you. Immediately, he received the sight and followed Jesus along the word. Oh my God, that's good news. He will allow you to see wherever he wants you to go. Luke 1 and 37 says, For nothing will be impossible with God. That's good news. When you put your faith in him, you can have it all. See, this piece of the puzzle is perspective. Don't get tripped up by what you see. Change your perspective and change your view. You can't keep on the way you have been going. God is faithful and he is here. Once you change your perspective and rely on him, the good news and the abundance of his grace shall flow. I bid you peace, love, and goodwill in your daily lives. Have a blessed day. My family and friends, thank you for tuning in to your Faith in Action Bible Study with your host, Anika Porter. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest at I am Anika Porter. Please like this podcast, leave a five-star rating, and share it so that I am able to continue teaching and sharing God's Word through all of these platforms. Visit my website, www.anikaporter.com. There's a blessing with your name on it. God bless.